Hi, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications, and this is Episode 3 of Season 7 for the Nativity of the Lord, Christmas, December 25th, 2023. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. If I have a profound experience especially something that moves me to a point of awe or wonder or inspiration. And I want to communicate that to you so that you can experience the same thing that I experienced. I'm going to search for the right words to convey that message to you so that we can, in every sense of the word, be on the same page and in the same place. This is actually what happens with artists, for example, who are profoundly moved within and then are compelled to put that experience in some form of medium, whether it be a painting or a sculpture. A composer composes a song to express something within. And often it's so profound that it even defies the senses, as with Beethoven, who even could compose when he became deaf. And so in communicating these inner experiences, these experiences of the heart of the soul, I communicate my heart to yours, so that what is in my heart is now in your heart. Now, what's interesting about this whole dynamic is that as this gets communicated, the message, the feeling, doesn't leave my heart and go into yours, but what is in yours now is also still in mine. And that's really what happens with the incarnation. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This word that existed from all time and eternity, that was always with God, the word. 
God communicated the very essence of himself in his son, Jesus Christ. It is the fullest expression of God, the essence of his being, the fullness of himself. So as God communicates himself to us, the world, and gives us that wonderful gift of his son, he doesn't lose that essence himself, but they share it together. And it's the profound experience of connection. The birth of Christ, God's fullest expression. When we begin to think of that and ponder it, it becomes really awesome. The very God who created the sun that warms the earth now lies in a manger requiring his mother's arms to give him that very warmth. The very God who created the oceans and the skies and the mountains now cries in his crib to be fed. It really is an ironic twist, but is it really? God could have chose to come as a flash of thunder, but that really is not God. God could have come in a bolt of lightning, but that too really is not God. God could come as a judge of the earth, to hold all of us accountable. But that, too, is not God. The only fullest expression of God's essence, of God's self, is a human child. It's amazing when you stop and think of the tenderness, the innocence, the wonder, the amazement, the ordinariness. As you begin to reflect, what you're really opening up is the essence of God himself. Because that's how God comes to us in the everydayness of life. It's in this humble birth that God says to us, it is good to be human. It is good to be here. You are blessed, and you are loved. As we gaze upon the nativity, most often the child Jesus is there with his arms open, ready to embrace the world, to welcome the world, and then for us to welcome him as well. The countenance on his face is serene and kind, The countenance on his face almost mimics a smile. Pope Francis wrote a wonderful reflection entitled Christmas at the Nativity. And in that reflection, he remarked that the baby Jesus, the Son of God, is really God's smile. What a wonderful image to think that God simply smiles upon us. If we stop and reflect on it, we begin to realize that this gift that we are given, 
this revelation of God, this redemption of the human race, really is simply a moment of love. Because God says to each one of us, you are my precious child. You are loved more than you can even imagine. I made you, I created you, I am with you. Not because you think and act correctly, but simply because you are who you are. The essence of yourself, your very soul, is loved by this infinite love. If we truly begin to believe that, if we begin to internalize that, it changes up how we understand and live life. We now have a purpose. We have a direction. We have someone to whom we forever belong and we can never be lost. The real challenge for us in our spiritual lives is grappling with two really huge questions and they're difficult questions and we sometimes don't want to even ask them or answer them. And the first is this. Do you allow yourself to be loved by God? Do you allow yourself to be loved by God? I'm not talking about the idea of God. I'm not talking about the essence of religion. I'm not talking about the tenets of our faith and the requirements thereof. I'm talking about God. Do you allow yourself to be loved by God? Because that makes us vulnerable. And when we open ourselves to be loved by God, we're brought to a bigger dimension of ourselves. We're opened up. And when we're opened up, it's not always a comfortable place to be, to acknowledge that I'm loved by God. The second question is, am I willing to love God? Am I willing to love God? To take the risk to love the big mystery, with a capital M, who has made everything around us, who fabricated my very self, created me as the person I am, given me my soul, the very wonder of life itself, the essence of life, God, am I willing to love God? It sounds like a simple question, but it really isn't. It's a complicated one, because if we say yes, then we make a commitment, and that commitment comes with certain obligations, just as any relationship does. Am I willing to love God? As we gather here tonight, we're in the presence of this wonderful gift. This wonderful gift. Our challenge, really, is very simple. We're asked once again this year to receive the gift. The gift has been given. Jesus has been born. We're asked tonight to receive that gift. And if we want to receive that gift, then it comes with the task of becoming the gift, of becoming the gift, of bringing meaning to life out there in this world that is so lost. To tell folks, 
that there's hope, that there's a purpose to life, that we come from the very essence and love of God, and we're going to return to that wonderful, beautiful essence, that there is a purpose, that there's a direction, that there's hope. Become the gift you receive tonight and bring love, God himself, out into this very broken and hurting world. You know, it's amazing. Year after year, we celebrate this wonderful gift. And it reminds us of yet another profound truth. As you look upon our world, it doesn't take much to realize that as human beings, we often don't get it right. There's still a lot of heartache, a lot of suffering, a lot of war, tension, anxiety, anger. The list can go on and on. And in and through it all, God does not give up on us. He still has faith and confidence in us that we can do it right. He waits patiently for us to understand the truth. He waits patiently for us to take up the charge. Become the gift. Bring hope and love to our world. Be who you are. Father Mark Stislanko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening.